1: video game connection join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear join ivan big tom and myself as we review the latest games up-to-date gaming news and game previews all in comedic form it's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. listen to the video game connection wherever you listen to podcasts except walmart never walmart Keep gaming, and keep listening to the Video Game
2: Connection. So the
0: This is a job for the <laughs>
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the PwC Extra on the PwC Network. I'm your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host is back once again. He's the three-time Hammy Award winner. (laughs) He's the opinion haver himself, the vet. What's cracking, man? Thank you for being back on the show. And I believe you've never done an extra with me before, dude. First extra. First first extra. extra. Absolutely, man. And I'm excited. And dude, let's start off with Jeff Hardy, man, because... (laughs) Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on with this guy? I can't believe he's done it again, man. And where did he go here? Well, Champ. I'm not surprised, but the fact that he'd do that and risk his career, not that he even gives a shit. I'm convinced he doesn't care anyway, man. If if AEW do end up releasing him, he won't give a fuck anyway, vet. I mean, am I wrong in saying that?
3: No. I mean, no, where do you fired. go
1: from here? Does he get fired? Is he going to get fired? Is he, is he not? He probably won't. Should we just I mean, let his contract expire? Well, he, you could do
3: that. I don't even know how long he's even signed for. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Look, uh, Tony doesn't seem like the kind of guy to to seem so heartless. As, you know, cl- like, because the, the, the optics of it are a man that clearly needs help. However, clearly. it's not like a secret that he needs help. He's needed help. He's gotten help. He's refused help. He's done everything you can do with help up to this point. So it's not like anything's ever going to change until he finally decides it's going to change. But regardless, Tony would feel bad. It feels like you're kicking a guy when he's down if you fire him due to one of these things. But at the same time, because Tony wants to be the nice guy. But at some point, you know, I don't think anybody would blame him for it uh how could you like it's almost like you just have to because he's a liability now (laughs) you know so so i understand in the being in the position of you know not wanting to look like the bad guy or insensitive but i think even if he went to jeff hardy and said jeff i gotta let you go jeff be like i know man i know like you can just see like he wouldn't i don't (laughs) think he'd be upset about it he knows what he did he sure. always knows what he's doing. It's not like this is a surprise to anybody that's followed Jeff Hardy's career. You know, this is a guy, you know, I broke, I, I made a YouTube video. Uh, that was a clip from one of my old podcasts, but really the last time, yeah. The last time Jeff Hardy got in trouble for something, uh, or not, he didn't even get in trouble for something. I was re- I was recapping an episode of SmackDown. It was, right. I think it was somewhere around the time when he was doing that thing with Seamus. Okay. And like, and on, on the, in like a promo or something, he had the nerve to say the struggle is real. Right. And so that, that I set me that. off into like a, basically like a 10 minute diatribe in which I recounted every single one of Jeff Hardy's like transgressions that we have on the record. <laughs> and in doing the research for this, I realized that he had like six felony counts of possession or something in the state of North Carolina at that time. Right, remember right. when they went into his trailer yeah, yeah, and yeah. got all that but shit? They raided him. Yeah, and you know what do you know what the penalty is for six felonies if your name is Jeff Hardy in the state of North Carolina? <laughs> What's that? Ten days in jail. He did go to jail for that, right, didn't he? Ten days. It? Ten days, yeah. Ten That's- whole days? Oh, I don't know how he made it. What a struggle it must be. Can you imagine if Jeff Hardy was black? And and and, and did any one of these things? Oh he'd be in there for life, dude. Let's <laughs> be honest. Exactly. So the struggle ain't real, Jeff. I'm sorry, just just letting you know. I know some writer gave you that to say in a promo, but you should have said that you couldn't say it because that's not real. Uh, The struggle's not real for you. The struggle's real for us having to put up with you and all the people that you put in danger every time you go out on the road because, I don't know, you can't call for somebody to pick you up like nobody would. I mean, obviously he's the most beloved man in wrestling because he keeps getting chances. So fuck. you mean to tell me nobody would have went and got his ass if he needed it, uh, or or paid for or paid for a rideshare or something? Wow. You know, I'm just That's I'm true. I'm fucking done with the guy. I'm done with yeah. it. I I, I really I am. You. I I'm, I hope everyone else is too. I don't blame you, man.
1: And the sad part is, I'm a huge fan of his, man. I've always have been. But
3: I'm done with you too, Jimmy. <laughs> Shit, fuck. the well, Show's over. See ya.
1: <laughs> well, look, I'm just disappointed, dude. Like, the fact that he continues to do this shit, and, like, I don't know what you do with him. I mean, no one really punishes him, let's be honest, right? Not even the cops. So, I mean, it's a problem all the way around. It's not just with WWE originally, and now AEW. It's also law enforcement, too. I mean, they keep letting him off until someone actually punishes him and actually, you know, really puts the finger on him i don't know man he's gonna keep getting away with it i mean shit he, look how look how um look how small his bond was
3: i don't know how, how small I mean? it was how small was it it was like three thousand dollars man Psh, like, where, come so on. where did he where did he get picked up
1: uh in florida uh florida okay. in daytona beach i believe yeah and there's actually some more news to it actually and I'll and i'll get to it right now so the latest about Jeff Hardy, which is just recently, apparently ESPN reporter Mark Ramondi is reporting that Jeff Hardy was arrested on Monday and slapped with three charges, including a DUI, which would be a third offence of that type in the last decade. Hardy was seen swerving, and when officers pulled him over, he appeared confused, smelled of alcohol, and then revealed that he had been drinking. He was unable to complete, to complete all the sobriety tests, or exercises without the risk of falling. Fuck, you must have been fucked up, and ultimately, and ultimately took a breathalyzer test in which he blew levels of 0.294 and point two nine one. The legal the legal maximum limit to drive in Florida is point eight. Jesus, so Hardy was close to four times that.
3: Jesus Christ. So point point zero eight, right? Point zero, point 0.08. Yeah, point yeah point
1: it's zero Eight, yeah. So it's like zero point zero eight is the legal limit in Florida. And he so was three he times that? Four times that apparently. Jeez. That's crazy, dude. But apparently also uh is there anything new over here? Oh yeah, apparently once he left his car, Hardy was unsteady and like I was saying before, he smelled of alcohol. Um, The officer wrote in that report, Officers also administrated a breath test, and like I was saying before, they're repeating themselves. Um, Dude, that's crazy. Here, what's the legal limit? Fucking here, I think it's 0.5. You know what I mean? And that's that's here in Australia, 0.5. 0.8 is actually... Is it on your P's too? I don't know, but 0.5 is the legal limit down here. It seems like 0.8 is the legal limit in Florida, which is pretty... Lenient in a way, man. But uh that's that's ridiculously drunk, dude. I mean that he's absolutely off his fucking head, like literally vet.
3: Well think about it. Um not making excuses for him, but the reason uh is probably because he's a fucking mess. Like he probably needs to drink that much just so he doesn't feel the pain he's constantly in you know i don't think he could pass a sobriety field test if he was stone cold sober because of his body well, that's you true.
1: Know? i hate to laugh but fuck yeah you're right no and that's the thing man that's I'm. Um, do you blame is it some sort of blame on tony khan here because clearly he's been putting him through shit dude and when i say putting him through shit this guys jumping off fucking uh ceilings off ladders still he's broken dude i hate to say it no pun intended
3: yeah. but he's pretty broken man um there there's there may be some uh blame for tony but i don't think tony's telling him what to do in the matches i think tony's just worried about signing him and stuff like that now the responsibility would come from and i talked about this i think uh earlier with uh big ray on the next level wrestling review when we talk about it a little bit but um, right. I think that, uh, or whenever the last time we talked about Jeff was, but I think that for Tony, it's like you, you don't want to overstep your boundaries as telling a wrestler what they can and can't do. So if he says, Jeff, you're going to be in a match or whatever, then he kind of leaves that up to Jeff. He can't, but even though he has the right as a promoter to say, okay, but no jumping off of stuff, no dangerous, you know, whatever. Well, if you take away that kind of stuff, what is it, why do you even have Jeff Hardy there? Like he's only there to be like a monkey to jump off shit for our amusement. That's the only value. He can't work, he can't cut a promo. There's no use for him other than to climb up something and fall off it. There there's really none. There there's no marketability for Jeff Hardy other than fall off something. That's his only skill is to fall off things. So oh, wow. and That's it sad, always has man. been. So right. I mean, what else can you do? But you could have just brought him in just for the name alone and had him do ambassadorships like, like, uh, Mark Henry. Well, obviously that doesn't work either. Cause you can't yeah. have him traveling to places if he's going to be drinking all the time, but you know, oh, just shit. the idea of like, well, I'm not, at least if you do, you know, if you do something like this, it's on you, but at least I'm not the one telling you to jump off buildings here. So there's a little bit in it and Tony should have been more responsible. Um, but Come on, we can't put it all on him because everybody that's ever given Jeff Hardy a job, whether it's Vince McMahon, Dixie Carter, anybody, they are all have the same level of blame uh, for letting him continue to go and do this to himself. And then he has to self-medicate afterwards because it hurts to jump off things and land in things. It does. Um, oh, absolutely, I'm there's sure really, it does. Yeah, there's really only one path that you can take here. So... Unbelievable, <sighs> man. Uh, look, best of luck to him.
1: It's just, yeah, Jeff, man, you fucked up again, bro. I don't know if you know, I don't know if anyone can really stand by him right now. I mean, there's a lot of fans out there that are calling for his head, man. And we don't want him to end up like another Sonny. Let's let's not go there because look at Sonny, she never learned a lesson. And heck, even now, it feels like she still hasn't fucking realized how bad her consequences are for doing what she was doing. I just hope Jeff doesn't end up doing the same thing, man. Because it would be an absolute tragic with him. Because deep down, it seems like he knows better. Everybody, He's got a lot of support, man. Let's be honest. He really does. Oh, yeah. And he just doesn't take it for granted, clearly, man. Yeah. And the thing about Sonny is people aren't putting her on TV. Yeah. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So. It, man, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up in the middle of the match on... Um, on, oh, no.
3: because don't they have I'm a to call ladder it on match on week? Wednesday? It wouldn't surprise me at all. Sorry, Jimmy, I missed your yeah. A but they're not promoting there, it say? anymore. It was
1: supposed to be for the I bit, yeah. yeah. I sort of broke up there. Yeah, on Dynamite, they were supposed to do a World Tag Team Championship match between Jungle Boy, well, Lucha Express, whatever they're called, um, FTR, and the Hardys for for the AEW World Championship in a ladder match. Right. So and apparently now they've stopped promoting it so I guess that's off the cards as far as I know. What they replace it with I don't know but uh well, I mean they look, just, pull, just fucking, pull the hardys Oh and the Bucks too were in the match. Sorry. All you have to do is pull the hardys And yeah, well ftr's R's not in, do you add FTR to the mix though?
3: Yeah. Oh is so it's not a so it's a three way you mean? Like it's it was going to be a three way so you just replace cement. Right.
1: Yeah. He's just replaced the Hardys with FTR. But um, I don't know. They're, they're not promoting it anymore. And without that, to be fair, I felt like Dynamite looks kind of weak, man, in my
3: opinion. But that's just me. Well, I mean, Dynamite often looks weak.
1: <laughs> you love the show, right, vet It's my
3: favorite.
1: <laughs> it is fun well, to watch even when it's bad. Yeah, that's true, man. Because there's always something to talk about when it comes to AEW, as funny as that is. I mean... Every time I do wwe related review shows, other than the pay per views, I kid you not, I struggle to do like an hour and fifteen minutes.
3: Yeah, it's you know what uh, I mean because what can you really say? Right, it's that like, we have This match said happened, already. and okay, whatever. You can't say it's good or bad because it's not. It's just there. It's crazy. Yeah, I know what you bro.
1: mean. It's crazy. I mean,
3: really. But where's with
1: AEW? There's always shit to talk about. I mean, if it's not TK making the fucking you know, a nuisance of himself. It's the rest is doing it to themselves. So, I mean, fuck. I mean, AEW is just you know, you're marked hard, fucking fed. But it is what it is. Although I will say, it's kind of better to watch than WWE in many ways, though, Vet. It is. People
3: got to give it more of a chance. Well, <laughs> yeah, they should. I mean, they They need to break the mule, right, Vet? I mean, come on. They need on. to watch. They need to watch Will Hobbs, Daniel Garcia. Goddamn <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, push those guys more for fuck's sake. No, well, not Daniel Garcia. I was just making a joke. Not about Garcia, sorry, but Hobbs. Pre- his his as press sparks? conference. I was just referencing the press conference. Oh, you saw the press conference. That's my conference, favorite right? promo. That's my I favorite it, promo, dude. dude. <laughs> that's that's almost as good. It's almost as good as the nine days from tonight promo. It's almost. <laughs> I mean, but, he's so delusional, bro. Like, really, when you think about it, is
1: he, he believes his own bullshit. I mean, what about the promo? And I'm sure that's the one you're talking about, where he's talking about how they'll beating. Smackdown every Friday in the Friday night
3: wars, right? Supposedly. Well, they did one time. They did one time in the demo, oh. but it doesn't matter. Well, the WWE used it in court, uh, like he said. <sighs> yeah. Right. But look here. Here's Just the ask thing Mc about divot, right? You know what? You know what people got to do. I, I don't want to turn this into a show about Tony Khan, even though we no, easily could. I mean, could. Let's,
1: I mean but, hey,
3: let's talk about. It. But you know what people got to do is they have got to stop putting this guy's life under a microscope. And, and acting like they care. I have never seen more people that say they don't care about AEW and don't like AEW spending time talking about AEW in my life before. <laughs> I just don't understand why they don't leave him alone. Like, yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah, he's a he's a billionaire son that got money and's playing with his own wrestling promotion like anybody would in that position. And for the most part, he's doing all right for somebody that's starting from scratch. But when he goes out there and asks, and someone asks him a question about you know, Eric Bischoff saying that CM Punk has a financial failure when Eric Bischoff doesn't know anything about the financials that CM Punk has brought in and Tony (laughs) Khan does. Tony Khan knows what all the actual business information is. I'm just taking this one instance, for example, where he goes off. Now he goes off and he defends the hell out of CM Punk. He may have gone a little overboard because he got hyped up, but yeah, what do you, what else would you want him to do? Do you want him to be one of those type of people at a press conference that just avoids the question and doesn't talk about things? Like Well, sometimes well, he just blabbers on, dude, like for no reason, like in the same yeah. press conference. Yeah, cuz he has no social skills, but that, yeah, that doesn't really? mean that he shouldn't be allowed to express his opinion. I mean, no, I think course. it's I think it's funny. So, <laughs> so do I, re- I like I really don't care about how passionate he gets if he wants to get passionate, but I'm I'm also tired of people that you know when you like when you ask Vince McMahon a question because people like to compare him to Vince McMahon, who's had right, how many shooting. decades of, of experience in this, and Tony Khan's had three years of experience, exactly. and you try to compare these two like it's the same thing. Well, what does Vince McMahon okay. say when you ask him questions like that? He just answers a completely different question. He completely that's avoids true. it, doesn't give you an answer, doesn't talk about anything you want to hear about, just <laughs> gives you a line of bullshit, and that's okay. But Tony Khan can't cut a promo. Come on, let yeah, him cut yeah, a I'm- promo. It's
1: fun. Yeah, I mean, no, it's definitely fun. It. <laughs> it's true. No, no, you're right. And look, we'll move on from TK, but we're still on AEW, unfortunately, because okay. how about, uh, what's it called? Thunder Rosa, man, apparently taking liberties with Marina Shafia. And this is not the first time. I don't know if you've heard about this before, Vet, but apparently she was shooting in the ring this past says Wednesday. Who? on. Donald w- says the dirt sheets and, and apparently says... Um, yeah, I want names. Well, first of all, someone who's apparently close to, I believe, to uh, Marina Shafir. Apparently. But Marina Shafir and Brit Baker actually liked what he said on Twitter. So why would they like the comment? Ooh, liking comments. comments. What, what, well, what was yeah, the comment? Look, um, well, I need to find it on Twitter. But apparently, this dude, apparently whoever it was, came out and said she was taking liberties on fucking Rampage or or Dynamite, wherever the, she had the match with Marina Shafia. I think it was on Rampage. And uh, yeah, Britt Baker and Marina Shafia actually liked the comments. So I don't know what to take from that but and how true it is. But uh, yeah, it's not the first time apparently. I mean, remember Ivalice as well. Um,
3: Yeah. You're, you're talking about people that are a little bit tough to work with
0: though. First well, of
3: yeah. all, I don't know that thunder Rosa's thunder Rosa's not necessarily in a position to be taking liberties uh right. i also think that if it you know if you're talking about who's going to take liberties with who marina shafir would tie thunder rosa into a pretzel you know what i mean so yeah. i i don't think she would be dumb enough to try that and then think she was going to get away with it backstage you know like you think you're going to just come you think you're going to you think you're going to shoot on marina shafir and then go backstage like everything's cool and not get your ass kicked so i don't right, know about exactly. that but it I guess to, I guess to an untrained market looked like liberties to me, it looked like they were struggling to communicate in the match. Yeah. I didn't notice any liberties either, man. So there was yeah, no potatoes, weird. you know, right. there was no shoot holds cause Thunder Rosa doesn't know any shoot holds. I know she's a mixed martial artist. I know she trains MMA. I get all that, but she can't fight. I trust me. Don't, don't worry about that. And bless her heart. I love Thunder Rosa. Uh-huh. I'm not saying anything because I'm like trying to take a shot at her, but, um, yeah, I definitely didn't see liberties. What I saw was the blind leading the blind in a wrestling match. That's what I saw. Oh, man, that's true, dude. And, and we've and been there. We've mean. all been there. But the problem is, like, when you're inexperienced, like Thunder Rosa, you try to, you, you don't know how to get out of it without making it look so awkward. You Good know? Point. You're the, right. the, and uh, she can't the... really carry a match just yet, man. People no. don't remember.
1: She's only been in the business.
3: For not five even six years, years dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Five years, yeah. Barely. So she's she's not that she's not that grizzled yet, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing that annoys me about TK. He t- t-
1: tends to do this type of shit in these matches, man. Like make Jade Cargill go up against some scrub, right? Where she needs to help herself. Yeah. But you know, she puts I mean, he puts her up against someone that's not such a great worker themselves, and then the match looks like shit. You know what I mean? To me, I blame TK for that. I mean, who else can you blame?
3: Right, he doesn't understand. But there is—he is in a bad position in a way, and I'll explain why. Because if you're a woman in this business and you're any good in the ring, you're probably a top woman. Absolutely, for sure. You know, they—they don't. There aren't like most of the most of the women aren't like great workers on the undercard. There's a few, but most of them they don't have that like. They, they don't have those, like, journeymen women wrestlers like they do for right. the men. You know what I mean? And they need more of those in the women's division Right, stage, but, the, but there just aren't any. Because, like I said, right. anybody that's any good gets a push. So Jade gets a push because look at her, right? But they also don't want to put her over every person you know what I mean? They don't want to she's bury the other top women and just have them lose too. So they have to find scrubs for Jade. Jade's <laughs> right. Jade's Jade's learning at an accelerated level because she oh, has to sure. deal with because she has to deal with people that are less experienced than her. It's gonna look ugly, but she's picking up a lot. Um, oh, she might no not deal. learn. She, she you learn different things being in there with terrible people. Trust me, I know from experience. Oh, you for sure. you, you learn a different. You learn a different way. You can always learn by being in there with something better than you, somebody better than you, but when you when you have to be the better person, you learn a different set of skills. So she's she's picking up stuff that we don't even realize. Unfortunately, you don't get to show it off if you keep getting put in there with scrubs. So unfortunate situation. But to the to the news story, look, I don't know what I don't know what they saw. I don't know if Britt and Rosa are just liking tweets in character.
2: Right. Or if that really well,
3: means anything. But to me, I didn't see any, like I said, I didn't see any shoot holds. I didn't see any potatoes. I think it was just an unfortunate match. Well, I was surprised too, to be honest,
1: because I didn't realize anything either that was odd. But yeah, I guess it is what it is. I need to rewatch it again personally to see no, that. But never rewatch it. it. Never watch yeah, well, it again. True. I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> Ve- yeah, that's a fact. Vet, did you watch Dominion by any chance?
3: By every chance. What the well, hell do you good. think I wouldn't well, watch Dominion for? You <laughs> crazy? Well, I was,
1: well, sometimes, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to spoil shit. And to be honest, I've been meaning to watch it myself, but I'm going to have to spoil it myself. Oh, you I didn't even what see happened. it, Jimmy? No, oh. not yet, unfortunately, man. After You're even research, in a time
3: zone where it would make sense to watch it.
1: I know, and that pisses me off. Because between Japan and Australia, it's only an hour difference, dude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's prime time for me, man. But... Jay White defeats Kazuchika Okada to become the new IWGP World Heavyweight champion. What do you think of that, actually, Vet? I mean, are you happy with that? Or no. Apparently, Okada is having a kid after all, so that's probably the reason why he dropped the belt. Well, that's what I'm hearing anyway. But what do you think? That's huge. I'm kind of happy, though, for Jay White.
3: If that's the reason, then okay. I was wondering, like, why would they do that? Because... Well, I was looking at this year as being like the year where he just goes on a rampage. I actually thought he would just win the New Japan Cup, just win the G1, win everything as champion and go the entire year as champion. Why? Because it's the 50th anniversary. So it would be cool. And you see, he's coming out with the robe like Enoki and he's wow, doing all these it. throwbacks and he's just, sure. and he's on top of his game. He's the best he's ever been. It just seemed like the year to let him steamroll the entire company and then, you know, whatever shakeups you want to do, do it next year when it's the 51st anniversary and it doesn't mean anything, right? But for the 50th, I think they could do something special. Like you saw they announced the G1 blocks. There's like three blocks now. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I mean, the C C block is real and David Fidley's probably going to be in it. (laughs) Oh, god. <laughs> like god! <he> you always wanted, <laughs> but
1: but do we get any AEW wrestlers in this as well? Is there more wrestlers to be announced? And I was going to get to the announcements shortly, but so no AEW wrestlers in it? No, I didn't see any. Um, but uh, that's that's kind of a shame, dude. In my opinion, I would have loved to seen Brian Danielson in it, say or even Hangman Page. If Kenny was fucking um, fit again, he would be perfect to be right back into it. But yeah. unfortunately. It doesn't seem like we're getting that, but anyway, like back to Jay yeah, White.
3: Back to Jay White. So he's the perfect person for this. Um, I just didn't like the timing of it. Uh, it's a, br- it was weird. I'm not gonna lie. It sort of just happened yeah. out of nowhere. I felt like. So again, like I said, not not anything uh, against Jay White. It's just if you follow the booking, I felt like this was a good time to keep Okada on top, and if they think that. I'll just say this. If if New Japan, with their expansion into America, if I keep saying this, if they think that what they need is more like white people to represent New Japan, that is not huh. what they need. Uh, we want to see the guys we never see. We want to see the guys that they say are the best that we only hear about. Like, obviously, you and I, Jimmy, we watch them. But, like, the fans that only hear the names, Okada, Naito, Tanahashi, those guys, those are the guys you want to see because those are the guys you hear about. It'd be like people in Japan, they hear about Roman Reigns and Randy Orton and all these top guys, and then they send, like, you know, Montez Ford and
0: fucking... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like
3: just, they send undercard guys, and it's like, that's not that does not represent the WWE. So I think we want to see those top guys. It's, it doesn't have to be Jay white. If they're thinking that they need like an English speaking white person to represent them for something (laughs) like this. Um, but luckily Jay white is one of the top in the world period. So he's going to be just fine. Um, and he's going to, he's going to carry the championship, you know, greatly. But what does that mean for, uh, Forbidden Door because they already, they already threw out the challenge to Okada with Hangman Page. So does that mean that Jay White just automatically steps in his place or does Okada just come over and beat Hangman Page anyway? Or what do they do with that? Why would you tease him knowing you don't think they would have talked about this like, oh yeah, we're going to take the belt off Okada so maybe don't challenge him or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't know how they work this all out. Especially the way New Japan, you know, have been booking their shit
1: like this year and last year, it's it's been all over the place, man. You know what I mean? It's been very abrupt shit too. You know what I mean? Like out of nowhere type of stuff. But I am hearing also that his kid is not due till August, so it doesn't mean he's not going to miss the Forbidden Door. But apparently, he dropped about just to be with his wife for
3: like a week or two. And then because they're, be be, they're not going to be because they're not going to be a bigger show than Dominion until the g1 comes in which he's a part of so i don't know man i still don't like it there's no excuse like just because just because he's having a kid doesn't mean he has to lose a championship because he's still going to be there wrestling so i don't know why he can't just be the champion but anyways um the match itself jimmy you got to see that match that is a fucking all-time classic match it is it really was glad to
1: hear that because i I am going to plan on watching it tonight if you're available tomorrow man it's do a review dude okay because i'd uh, love to tomorrow
3: do tomorrow i'll have to be doing the next level wrestling reviews oh so shit at, uh, that's right
1: are you available say oh well i don't know if you'll be available Say in three hours but well let's you, book it you, off the air let's book it off the air all right we'll talk about it then but um what was i going to say about that or something now i just forgot but doesn't matter but um in other news with the same pay- well, pay-per-view whatever you want to call it we have will osprey defending sonata to become the new iwgp united states heavyweight champion I mean, is there really much to say about this matchup? That mm. You watched it.
3: I haven't, so it was fine. It it was it was all right. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a huge Sonata guy, even though I like him. I just don't like his work. He's too well, soft for me. Jago tries to tell me that's pretty much his gimmick. You know what I mean? That he's got no gimmick. Well, that's not. I'm not talking about the gimmick because I, I like how he looks and I like everything oh, he about looks like him a except bucks yeah I like everything about him except for his matches they're just <laughs> yeah. they're just not that they're bad I just don't I know what you're saying you know like some of those guys have like a harder edge to him and he's like more of a fancy he's like a fancy wrestler yeah, yeah, he does true, like
1: it almost comes across technical like stuff and there.
3: flips at the same time and doesn't not like one of the hard-hitting guys you know no you're right man and just sometimes I feel like does he even want to be there man yeah he does but that like you that's so? the part where Jargo's saying that's right, the character right. that's the gimmick Should, the gimmick is, is that fine. the gimmick though you, you like yeah. that i mean yeah, yeah it's fine enough. well you can have one guy like that he's like the guy that's too cool for school you know that's true um, that's
1: true good point and will
3: osprey you know he's doing what he's got to do he's definitely um he has definitely changed his style into being like a harder edged oh, for sure you know style and you know that that too. uh yeah that um what what is he called? The hidden blade that really looks like it kills people, you know. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: fucking fuck yeah. Well, actually, speaking of Osprey, what'd you think of his debut on Dynamite,
3: and his in ring debut on Rampage, dude? Kind of, well, kind of underwhelming for him. I was because he's when I saw him positioned on in a though. he's he's positioned in a top spot in New Japan. He's right. one of the few white people that you could say you could bring over, and it makes sense. But fuck yeah, oh, sure. But then. The way he debuted was just kind of like, eh, meh. I was happy. And for the Aussie match Open, was like, dude,
1: just a six yeah, man. I know. Yeah, and they lost anyway. But I was so happy to see Aussie Open, Mark Davis and uh, and Kyle Fletcher. I mean, I've been following their careers for years. Obviously, being from Australia, I know all about them. And man, but I don't know if we're going to see him at Forbidden Door. It seems like we might. I don't know if we are, but we'll see. they're officially part of the united empire so well
3: yeah but are they officially part of forbidden door though i'm just saying if if united empire is a faction within new japan then there's a chance
1: i hope so man because they deserve to get some limelight people don't understand them a lot of people think they suck but if you actually watch them and sort of see their history man they're they're a lot better than people give them credit for but maybe i'm being biased It, it is what it is um, well, I've only seen them move... a couple of times, but they seem fine. No, I like them. I like them a lot, personally. But anyway, we move on to Carl Anderson defeating Tama Tonga to become your new never-open-weight champion. I kind of like this. I feel bad for Tama, though, Vet.
3: They just pass that belt around, don't they?
1: <laughs> it is a bit of a slut. But you know what, man? I want to see Carl Anderson get that singles push again, dude. Do you? I do. I think... Well, think back to when Bullet Club first kind of started... He was a lot more of a bigger deal, man, back then than he is today. And hey, he
3: was pretty fucking. He's a pretty good wrestler in the ring when he wants to be. Yeah, when he wants to be. But look, I don't know what it is, man. When I watch Carl Anderson, my eyes just glaze over, and I wait for it to end. <laughs> really? He he will never entertain me in any any former fashion. Sorry. <laughs> why? Why? Why the? Why? Why I'm the negativity? Not su- I'm not sure. It's just something that happens, you know? Like, a, can you explain why you don't like the taste of a certain food? You, oh, just, well, you just don't, right. sometimes. I mean, <laughs> no, that's true. I don't know, man. I don't
1: mind him. I know that he can be a dork at times, but back in the day, man, I was really a big fan of his. But it is what it is. He becomes your new Never Open Weight Championship. I feel like they need to scrap those bouts, though, dude, those Never Open Weights. I mean, technically, they were created because there was meant to be a new promotion called Never but that never ironically happened no pun intended
3: maybe it was intended uh, <laughs> maybe it was well look you if a belt is just a belt you can make it right. you can make it mean nothing or you can make it mean anything it it's, it depends on you personally for me it seems like a layup because new japan has on their cards mostly multi man matches it's That's like true. every singles match is a special singles match because <laughs> yeah. they just don't really have them as much so true. If you have a company where every one of your matches on the card is mostly either going to be a 10-man, a 8-man, or a 6-man, then why can't you defend the Never Belts on every single show? Like Good point. Every, a, a, no matter what show you have, even if it's just one of those Kork and little house shows, at least you'll have a main event of a 6-man tag. And since everybody's in a faction, you can always throw three guys together to challenge for the belts. So even if you <laughs> yeah. want to keep the belts on some guys for like months and months at a time it, the The problem is not that the belts don't mean anything it's that the company never books them you only get a never six-man match every six months if you had one like if you had two or three every week people would think oh these are exciting like you never know when they're going to change hands but it seems simple to me but for whatever reason they don't agree so well this next matchup just makes me laugh already it
1: is for the it's in an ultimate pinfall scramble match Retaining oh, yeah. his provisional King of Pro Wrestling twenty two trophy, and I'm talking about Shingo Tagaki, who's your champion, defeating Tai Chi. And uh man, this match sounds crazy. Unlimited pinfall scramble match? What what exactly is that, Vet?
3: It's uh it's like an Iron Man match, okay. but instead of falls, it's counts. So oh. if, if if you have a total like however many times the referee strikes the mat, pinning like when you're doing a pin, um, that gets tallied up and whoever has the highest number at the end wins. So even if you, you could get pinned for a one count, you could get pinned for a six count. Um, however many counts they make, that gets added to your score. And at the end of the 10 minutes, whoever had the most wins the match. So it's a creative way to do something different. Yeah, because I've, this has never happened before, right? Not that I can remember. Nothing like this. But they did have... if you Earlier they had a match where it was like... A, a 30 count fall where the first to 30 dude, really? it sounds, it sounds yes. First to 30. And so like, but it's exciting because you know, when you hit a guy with a finish, we always see him get pinned for three seconds or whatever. Cause that's all it takes. But now it's like, yeah. how long does that finisher really keep him down? So for example, I think uh Tai Chi hit him with like a black Mephisto and got like a six or something like that. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a way to have different gimmick matches um without doing some crazy bullshit you know one of the best okay. ones they had was the uh did you see the um was it uh kanemaru and who was it that he had the mat was it takagi or no it was yano it was it was kanemaru and yano had like the the thing where after every fall you had to go drink a shot oh yeah, yeah you yeah, see that, that match fuck yeah i saw that dude that was weird though man Okay, but here's the thing. How many times are you going to see these matches where essentially, whether it's a hardcore match, Falls Count Anywhere match, ladder match, TLC match, tables match, all these matches are essentially the exact same match. They're they're just a bunch of furniture and everybody comes around. So with the KOPW trophy, they're trying to think of ways to do different matches that are creative and, and you haven't seen them before. So you can right. scoff at them, but what, do you, just, are, do you just want to see the same old shit every single time? Or do you no, want to see no. something different? Hey, I applaud them
1: for being different.
3: <laughs> right. And you don't get it on every show. It's just, you know, and the fans vote on it. You know, the, the guys come up with an idea, and they each come up with an idea, and then the fans vote on Twitter, and so even the fans have some input into it. So it's an interesting idea to have gimmick matches in a serious company like New Japan. I think it's well, brilliant, to be honest.
1: Well, I've got to check it out, like I said, and I'll I'll get back to you on that one. But let's move on to a thank God matchup between Hiroshi Tanahashi and defeating Hiroki Goto in an AEW Interim World Championship Eliminator match. Thank God Goto didn't win that one, Vet. Well,
3: he was (laughs) never going to win. We knew that. That's the only sad part about it. They could have put somebody in there. They could have put somebody in there that at least put some doubt on it.
1: (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) <laughs> well, anyway, well, you, I'm glad Tanahashi won.
3: Yeah, of course, of course, he's gonna win. Now, here's the real question: Can Tanahashi just be the interim champion of AEW? I want that. I'd love for that to happen. Will How good happen? would that be, right? It would be awesome, dude. But we still got to get to the match with Punk anyway, so you might as well just, just let him hey, be the interim be awesome, champion, dude.
1: It'd be awesome. But wouldn't it be way more heat you say Kenta was the one that that won that interim belt, and then we have Punk versus Kenta, even though that's not
3: happening, but just say well it would it would be more heat uh, i i agree but you know like you said they're not doing it plus they don't really book kento like that that's true too which is a shame because he's so much better than people give him credit for you know what i mean but he's injury prone well if you keep having fucking crazy matches like he did with tanahashi where he broke his own face then <laughs> yeah. yeah you're gonna be injury prone i don't know why he was doing that but like this he took too idea. much of america back with him he he, <laughs> he learned a lot of English and his promos are great now. But yeah, he's he, good. He, he can brought speak he, English dude. Yeah, but he brought a lot of stupid American shit with him from there, <laughs> like tables and all this shit. Like just stop. You can it, thank WWE for that shit, man. man. I mean,
2: hey,
1: he, he's living in the States too now, I believe.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I mean he doesn't he, need he, to be doing
1: that though. Just kick people. That's all. Absolutely. Well, we move on to the United Empire, Greater Khan and Jeff Cobb defeating Bullet Club in Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale. To
3: become the new IWGP Tag Team Champions, how was this matchup, dude? Uh, It was all right, but this would be a high on the list of matches three years ago that you would say you would never see this match like for a tag team championship. Jesus,
1: when you got Chase Owens and Greta Khan in this fucking matchup, and look, I used to be a huge fan of Bad Luck Fale, but he's becoming huge. No pun intended. Like, really, he's put man, he lost all this weight and then he just put it straight back on. And if you think back to when he first debuted in New
3: Japan around that time, how good did he used to look, man? Well, he looked better than now, but at the same time, you know, you spend all these years getting jobbed out, and it's like, why give a fuck anymore? I guess you're right. They jobbed him out when he looked good. Might as well job him out when he looks fat. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Well, we move on to House of
1: Torture in Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi defeating Suzuki-gun in Kanamaru and zach sabre jr and el desperado to retain the never open weight six-man tag team championship i'm kind of surprised by
3: that result actually yeah you would think that you would put the other team over but i guess they just didn't want to saddle those guys with the belts yeah because <laughs> it's not. almost uh, like it's almost like a, an albatross around the neck to have those belts i guess but <laughs> um, oh, this it. match also didn't need to be on the show they could have moved this to the show that's coming up uh because I know there's a show in Corkin coming up where Hiromu's going to challenge for the the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Right. And they could have put this match on that card. But well, they had it here. Speaking of matches that
1: shouldn't have been on the card anyway, we got Toriyanu defeating Doc Gallows in
3: a singles match? Really? Yeah, you can imagine how this went. Oh so There's a lot of Toriano getting beaten up and then he fell over onto Gallows at some point for three seconds. Uh, really? Well, if you bother to watch it later, you'll see. <sighs> Shit. It's not good.
1: Well, we move on to the next matchup between Bullet Club as in Taiji Ishimori, Ace Austin, and El Fantasmo defeating Los Ingo de Japon in Hiromu Takahashi, Tetsuya Naito, and Bushi in a six-man tag team match. Again, I'm surprised I gave my prediction the other way, or did I? I can't remember. But nonetheless, we get Bullet Club winning this matchup. Is
3: Los is going to get anything, man? Nah. Well, here's the thing: when you the Bullet Club obviously is getting a huge push right now. They are, dude. They are. So, for real. So it makes no. It, 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 there's no doubt that um, when they win a match, uh, it shouldn't be a surprise. Um, but also, if you put Bushi in a match, you know he's getting pinned. So, like you guys were talking yeah. about on the yeah, blow-off. Yeah, it's true, man. You already it's just true. know what's going to happen. You're not going to want to put any of those other guys under if you got Bushi yeah. just standing there. So, And that's sad, dude, because I, I like Bushi, like I said, on the blow-off. And I believe we're doing a
1: blow-off maybe tonight with me and Jago. But, um, yeah, like uh, Bushi is so much better than they even realize, dude, I feel. But that's just me.
3: Well, somebody's got to be the fall guy. I guess you're right. He true, gets, man. but Bushi gets over on his entrance. He does, man. He so, cool, like, dude, he That's doesn't badass. need to win. He never needs to win anything. He can always, he, you know, if they always want to do something, they can team him up with Horomo and they can get the junior belts or something like that, or, or put him in the tag leagues or things like that. Like, he can always be around. He, he's just a, he's just a good player. Um, but his role is to take the L's. You, you gotta you gotta take the l sometimes and when when you have a when you have that many cool like outfits and masks and shit you don't even right. need to win the fans don't care if you <laughs> win or lose they just want to look like True. you you see the guys dressed like bushi in the audience and stuff like that like he's over you don't oh, need to win yeah.
1: absolutely and speaking of um of uh losing anyway where do you go with uh takahashi man like where do we go from he's done everything in the junior division. Like where do we go from here with Hiromu? Well, eventually you should put him in the heavies. But that's what I've been saying, but Jago disagrees. I mean, because, you know, he's just not big enough and
3: I get that. that. That's that's not true. It doesn't matter if you're dude, he's bigger than some of the people that are there right now.
1: I agree. Like you can't sit there Thank and
3: you. say Tomohiro Ishi could be a heavy and he can't. You know what I mean? It's just don't be ridiculous. It's true. Or Minoru no, Suzuki right. or any of these people like Don't, don't, don't tell me that. But um, the problem is he's proud of the junior division and he wants to, rather than him wanting to get out of it and go on to more, he wants to lift the junior division up into something more. He wants them to be main eventers. He wants them to like deserve a place at the top of the card alongside the heavyweights. Obviously that'll never happen, but at least in, in, at least in kayfabe character, that's what he's saying he wants. So, I think he'll always have his heart in the junior division but he's already done everything so i think you have to look at like you know those kind of things like uh the goals of like main eventing as junior champion of a wrestle kingdom or you know doing the like winning something a heavyweight tournament as a junior champion like the g1 like Fantasma was saying in promos he's like I want, to, I want to win the best of super juniors, I want to win the junior heavyweight, and I want to get into the G1 and win the G1 as the junior heavyweight champion. Well, he didn't do two of those things, but he is announced mm-hmm. for the G1. So El Fantasmo is yeah. going to be in the G1, surprising uh, nobody that was paying attention, but maybe some people because, yeah, he is a junior heavyweight technically. So um, Hiromu doing things like that, uh, that'll be the best thing for him, just working with the other heavyweights and stuff for sure and personally i want to see uh, uh,
1: Naito and Hiromu go back to that little storyline that they were doing a couple of years back but i don't know we'll see what happens they, from there they will they will at some point i hope so uh also what do you think of Ace Austin actually vet Ace Austin he's okay Like, do you like how they're kind of pushing him in Bullet Club
3: it, it's a i mean he's he's like i said he's okay he it, it, you could take or leave him um, right. but compared, to, compared to a lot of people that, that work like him and that are young like him, I think he's got a better grasp of some of the more fundamental stuff, you know, like the character stuff. Right. Uh, right. I think he's good at that kind of stuff. Um, he's picked because there's Japan, enough, especially, yeah, there's enough guys that are flippy guys. We don't need for another sure. one of those, but he's a little bit different. He was getting over in Japan, uh, in, in the, uh, best of super junior tournament, you'd see like. Some of the chicks were showing up with, like, the Ace Austin bleeding heart glasses and, like, yeah. w- making little Ace Austin signs. So he was getting over with the ladies over there um, and some of the guys. So, like, I, I've seen I've seen people that didn't quite get over like that. So, so Japan liked him. Um, that's probably, that may have been the decision uh, behind bringing him in the Bullet Club. Maybe they didn't plan on doing that when they signed him for the tour. But then maybe as they saw he was getting over, they were like, oh, let's do it. You know, so he got no, himself no over, so I'll give him that. For sure. I just feel like he's too similar to El Phantasmo, though, dude. Not really. You don't think so? I no. don't know, man. That's just me. They're you know, totally different. Totally different. Eh, they look well, different. They act different. Oh, well, they look different, definitely. They could, they're could. they both douchebags, but in different ways.
4: Well,
1: yeah. speaking of douchebags, we get the final matchup, which was the first matchup between the United Empire in Aaron Henare. Akira and DJ and TJP defeating Tenzan, Master Wado, and Taguchi in another six-man tag team match. I can't get over Taguchi, dude. This guy's a legend, but he's just a joke now.
3: Um, well, he's been the joke longer than he's been a serious wrestler now at this point, hasn't he? To think about it, right. I mean, it feels that way. And he's, uh, he's like, look, I'll, I'll put it like this. Some people don't go for the comedy wrestlers. Personally, I don't really care for like, necessarily comedy in wrestling but if right. you're gonna do it you have to do it like he does it where True. it it's totally it, it's ridiculous but it's still somewhat believable it um, kind of goes
1: too for some fucking reason with him dude
3: yeah he's so funny like when you see like his True. backstage interviews and stuff the way he because he he is dead serious all the time like in his in his words and his actions but the actions are ridiculous so like when he's like pulling his pants down and like rubbing his ass in people's face or whatever to pin him, like you, it sounds ridiculous. But the way he does it, it's like dead serious. It's the same way you'd like you know give some same way a heel would give some guy a ball shot and and schoolboy him or something. he's he's hey, really man. over here like giving people a stink face for a, for a cradle. It's it's amazing. Um, but yes, yeah, he he's so good at it. I mean that's his calling. Cause again. There's a million serious wrestlers out there. Somebody's got to do this this comedy stuff, and he does it better than anybody. I guess you're right, no doubt about it, man. Well, staying with New Japan, we get New Japan announcing the
1: participants for the G1 Climax 32 tournament, and here are the participants. Uh, we've got Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Hiroki Goto, Tama Tonga, Shingo Tagaki, Chase Owens, why? I don't know. Bad luck. Someone's got to lose. Yeah, I guess so. we got Yujiro, Takahashi, Evil, Tom Lawler. Surprising? That's right. Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler. Filthy Tom Lawler. Juice Robinson, Jonah, Yoshihashi, Toru Yano, uh, Tommy Hiro Ishii. we got Jeff Cobb, Greto Khan, Will Ospreay, Aaron Hanare, Sonata, Jay White, Kenta, El Phantasma, Tai Chi, and Zack Sabre Jr., followed by Lance Archer and David Finley. Lance Archer, I'm kind of surprised.
3: Yeah, coming back a little bit. They Good, didn't have cause... him uh, listed as Suzuki Goon. They had him uh, listed as AEW. So. Yo, that... origin? Yeah, go say that again, dude. Because I, I totally oh, missed all I said, that. I said. Interestingly enough, he wasn't he wasn't under the Suzuki Goon banner, but under the AEW banner. So strange. That's weird. I mean, I would have liked to see more, like,
1: AEW guys, but whatever, it is what it is. It would have been interesting. I would have thought Brian Danielson was definitely going to be part of it, but, I mean, didn't he come out and say he wanted to be part of it, for
3: Christ's sake? He may have said that, but they're not going to... He's not... (laughs) First of all, Tony ain't going to let him go over to Japan for a month. Second of all, his wife sure as shit ain't going to let him go over to Japan for a month. (laughs) So, yeah... (laughs) that ain't happening plus he might be hurt you know like i thought this whole leg thing was a work but yet he hasn't been doing anything so maybe it's not i don't know oh i didn't think that was
1: a work because i saw like off like camera footage of that incident and it looked pretty legit the way i mean he was cracking the shits which i don't blame him because hasn't tk learned his lesson every time they've had that fucking ramp there's been trouble dude like remember when cody fucking (laughs) done like a tope suicida Right onto his face. Hence why he's got that scar over here. I mean, that happened exactly because of that stupid ramp. And now we've got Brian Danielson getting trapped in the ramp and hasn't wrestled for what? Feels like three weeks now. We're going on to three weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I mean, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> it is what it is. But let's move on to WWE news where NXT wrestler Troy Two Dimes Donovan as is apparently released by WWE. And uh, this is what the news says. Troy two-dimes uh, two Donovan yesterday due to a policy violation, according to da- Dave Meltzer of uh, Wrestling Observer. The reporter noted, the report noted that, that the cut wasn't due to, to any creative reasons or anything like that, but rather for policy issue, but, the, but that Donovan was told he may be brought back to the company in a year. Donovan only signed with WWE in March and recently made his NXT debut as an ally of Tony D'Angelo and previous to his WWE run, he had a short stint with AEW as well. Uh, I mean, this is kind of surprising and weird at the same time. What do you think is going on here? Because if for WWE to say they will re-sign
3: him and say a year, apparently, I mean, what's going on here? I don't know. What is the policy violation? You can't just well, say there's a policy right. violation and not say what it is. Right. You yeah, know, it doesn't seem that serious either, in my opinion. Yeah. Why does it have to be? Why does that have to be undisclosed? That you know whatever policy he violated um beats me i don't know man they, it doesn't matter that i look he's he was part of a tag team with the other guy and uh they they were on the level up the nxt level up show that they do like after smackdowns or whatever and, is that um, any good? I've never watched that level up. Is it, is it no, all just... this is like AEW okay. Dark. It, it's it's all right, these people all right, that right. you don't really want to see. Um, okay, and I just wanted to know. So these guys were just this, this, this tag team of a couple of white guys, and then they got brought up as Tony Tony D'Angelo's thugs. And to be honest, in all the time I've been covering the shows, I don't know which guy's which. So when you say Troy Two times Donovan, <laughs> I can't even I. put a face in my mind. I just know it's one of those two dudes. Uh, I don't even know which one. That's how important he is to the WWE. So, and remember, right I watch this every week for a review show, and I don't know I don't the know difference. How you do it. So let me. Dude, so, 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 so if that means anything to you about how important this guy is going to be to the future of the company, uh, then there you go. Policy oh, violation. violation. What? What violation? <laughs> what? What did he do? Did he did he violate the dress code? He came in with a t-shirt when he was supposed to wear a button-up. Like, what's what's the violation? Yeah, it's, it's weird, dude. Uh, this one's a real weird one. I, I don't know what's going on in
1: there, but maybe we'll find out more in the coming days. But for now, yeah, it's kind of some, weird,
3: dude. Some source Meltzer source. has. Yeah, true. I mean, he he knows everything, right?
1: Apparently, so fuck. <laughs> Except but, which um, policies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, Ven, I think that covers all the main news of the week, dude, really, because everything else is just garbage, really. So it's a perfect hour. That's why we call it the PWC Extra. It's what we do when there's any sort of breaking news that we need to cover. So Vet,
3: in saying that, man, tell them where they can find you, my man. But well, you can find number, me everywhere. At like Opinion Haver, all the, the, the social media the platforms or any platforms that people have uh, handles at. People sometimes ask me, Hey vet, I heard you had a Twitch channel. What is it? And I say, Guys, Opinion Haver, what you think it is? <laughs> So, if you want to watch my Twitch channel, it'd be twitch.tv slash opinion network. We're going to play the new Ninja Turtles game on Friday, so don't miss it. Um, Yeah, and then you can, of course, find me on the Hami Media Group with uh, Channel Attitude. And then that's going to have such shows as Next Level Wrestling Review with Big Ray Hernandez. We do that live every Wednesday morning. We do the the Impact Attack with Colin and Brandon um, every late Monday night, early Tuesday morning, depending on where you are in the world. And then I make uh, guest appearances on shows like The Smack Attack, just like I did this past Friday, or Saturday, excuse me, when uh, when John Enright and I tag-teamed and, and talked about that episode of SmackDown we had. So, you know, I'm all over Homie Media Group, um, but opinion-haver,
1: everything. Absolutely. And you can also find him occasionally on Uncaged on
3: ChannelAttitude.com, also, yeah, there you go. If, if it ever gets uploaded. Man, that was so, we did such a good show. You know uh, what I mean? Dude, that, uh, it that—that was, that was the skirmish. We did the skirmish, yeah, but yeah. Dude, but it dude. just reminded me like we I'm, pieced I'm
1: oh. so because that show was so it fucking good.
3: It's a it was man, so funny. We made such great points. The return of know, Jargo. Uh, it was good. I know I you and understand. Kevin Panetta tore it up, but I mean that but that one we did was perfect. It wasn't though. the same, dude. It's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, I know.
1: It's rare when you get you and Jargo on at the same time and that was a show I must listen and watch I don't know what happened then Vet. I I can't explain it it was just it wasn't happening while we were actually recording the show, which is odd. None of us were having these issues. And I don't know why no one in the chat told us about it, even though I get told after the fact, oh yeah, I couldn't hear you guys properly. all fucking say something. Oh, so they did know. Yeah, they did know. Like, And I'm like, well, you should have said something during the broadcast. So that way I can rectify it. But I still, that's, that's a mystery, but I don't know what went wrong. That's never happened. I actually went... And changed my mic and got a new one just in case because that was pain. I don't know what the fuck happened dude I really the don't know and it's sad because that's a show and I want to upload that but when I listen back to it dude a lot of the main good points were just cracking dude
0: uh, yeah well, it was,
1: it, it's it just and I'm a stickler for, for good audio I can't release shit like that which is a real shame but we need to do that again you know what dude are you free um, this time say Thursday? Um, Perhaps. Thursday? Perhaps. Only because you wouldn't be available Wednesday night after Vineyard, <laughs> correct? Right. Yeah, so if you're available whatever time, I want to do this again. We'll do it with you, Jago, and myself. Because we, we need to really talk about fucking AEW. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of talking points, too. Okay. If you're available, I'll ask Jago to... And we'll see what happens. But most importantly, I do want to do also a new Japan show, which I've never really done on the PWC Network. Except for these destinos get uploaded over here. But there hasn't been a destino in a while. And apparently there will be one coming up very shortly. We're just waiting to see what happens. I can't wait for that because it's way overdue. But in saying that, if you want to follow me, you can at the PWC Network on Twitter and also at DJ masterfix Please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network. .podbean.com, like to to also how Media Group, like, like the vet said, channelattitude.com, theblogpod.com, we you can find me in Jago, also PW Hustle, and I think that's it, or well, there could be more, I don't even know, we're everywhere guys, so excuse me if I, if I don't get it right, in saying that, I'm Jimmy T, he's the vet, and you've been listening to the PWC Extra, right here on the PWC Network,
4: see ya.
0: The world is watching and listening to